Martin the Gecko, a blog post by Jason Green, as related to me by my mother, Helen Green, on my recent visit to her home in Boca del Vista. One morning, I was in my full bathroom doing the crossword puzzle when what should I spy in my shower but a three-inch tall gecko or at least something from the lizard family. We appraised each other eye to eye. I felt someone should take the initiative and so said hello, as I was raised to do, but received no verbal response. When I was ready to take a closer look, the little fellow skittered away and then, exeunt stage left, down the drain. I gave the encounter scant thought and continued about my day. The next morning, at about the same time, I was again enthroned when I noted Martin was in his usual place and staring at me. I decided to name my visitor Martin because it seemed appropriate that one should be on a first-name basis with anyone habitually sharing one's bathroom. Whether his name was in fact Martin or something else, I never determined to my complete satisfaction. I felt there was something indecent about Martin and I alone together in such a personal setting, and set out to evict him. For me, gecko-related interactions can be divided into part of nature, an uneasy cohabitation, or an unacceptable intrusion. An example of accepting each playing his or her own role in the natural world takes place on my lakeside balcony when I spot a gecko. He has his place in the order of things, and I leave him to it, as I expect him to unmolest me. It helps that we are outside. We have an uneasy situation when I notice a gecko hastening across my living room wall and disappearing behind a picture frame. Since the creature does not reappear promptly, and the surface behind my art is solid, I deduce that the lizard is cowering behind. Naturally, it is also possible that my house guest is indifferent to me and has simply chosen to adopt an inconspicuous attitude. Invariably, I tire of waiting for my visitor to reemerge and leave the area confident that he will relocate at some propitious moment during my absence. I choose not to look behind the frame, and he chooses not to reveal himself. This arrangement allows us both to assume the best outcome, and I have dubbed this Don't Peek, Don't Show. I draw a line at invading my lavatory and determined Martin must go. I went to my utility closet and returned with a name-brand disinfecting spray that promised to eradicate 99% of viruses found on commonly touched surfaces. While Martin is no virus, my highest hope was I would find my new little buddy had exited the field never to return. My mid-range hope was that I would give Martin a spritz and he would either leave for good or expire without delay. Sadly, my lowest hope came true. I sprayed gently at first, then again, and again, and again. Each time I pumped harder and used more spray, while Martin scrambled about the tub, here and there, in and out of the corners, tiring but not quitting. He looked a little stunned, probably asking himself, what did I do wrong? He recoiled in the corner but wouldn't give up. Martin was phased, but chose neither to leave the premises nor depart this earth. This was getting ridiculous. Could a three-inch-high critter get the best of me? Regretfully, I felt only one more choice remained. I went back to the closet for stronger stuff. Believing that I was employing a heavier hand, I doused Martin with a partially filled cup of undiluted bleach. 
Mercifully, Martin succumbed immediately, and, when I returned some time later and found him where I left him, I concluded that he was not only merely dead, but really most sincerely dead. I hope you've enjoyed this reading of Martin the Gecko, a blog post by Jason Green.